This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Tuesday, October 5th. I'm Nyla Buju. Here's what you need to know today containing one of the largest oil spills in California's history. Plus, dating apps in Texas get political. But first, today's one big thing. Facebook's very bad last few days. It's been a very bad few days for Facebook. Yesterday, it faced a major outage that knocked out all of its apps for hours all over the world. And this came on the heels of revelations by whistleblower Francis Haugen, a former Facebook employee who leaked thousands of documents showing the way Facebook prioritizes profits over people, especially young people. Haugen said to testify today on Capitol Hill. Axios' media reporter Sarah Fisher is here with what we need to know and what comes next for Facebook. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Nyla. Sarah, first off, let's just start with Facebook stock, which took a dive over all of those things that I just mentioned. What's going on there? Yeah, Nyla, so Facebook stock hit a record high of $382 for its share price in early September, September 7th. But ever since, it's been on this sort of slow, steady decline. But Facebook stock took a dive Monday in response to a whistleblower interview with CBS, as well as a worldwide outage across its main app, Facebook, as well as Instagram and WhatsApp. And it's problematic, Nyla, because Facebook stock doesn't normally tank like this unless there's some sort of major business news, like they announce that they're going to face big headwinds next quarter, or there's a start of a new rule that makes it harder for them to target users like GDPR in 2018. It doesn't normally slide in response to sort of scandals and leaks the way it has with this whistleblower situation. It's hard, I think, not to jump to conclusions about yesterday's outage being related to the whistleblower news, is it? I don't think so. I think that the last thing Facebook wants is another crisis on top of a crisis. They've experienced outages in the past. You know, there's a lot of different Uh, networks that support Facebook apps around the world. So I don't think they're related, but I do think the timing is terrible for Facebook. Sarah, there were also a lot of jokes about this on networks that were up, like Twitter. But in all seriousness, what was the scale of the fallout from the outage? Who's been affected? Well, the users are affected, of course. Millions of businesses and merchants that rely on Facebook to sell goods and to communicate to customers are definitely being impacted by this for sure. And then I think the last thing is that the company, the employees, the people internally are impacted by this because it's a distraction the day before they're having an executive get hauled in front of Capitol Hill, the day after a whistleblower revealed themselves. This is just the last thing that the company needs right now. Sarah, given the last 72 hours... What are you watching for? What are you thinking about next when it comes to Facebook? I'm looking at its share price. If it continues to go down, you know, Facebook's earnings are a few weeks away. You can look at it this in one of two ways. One is that investors are sort of building in some of the headwinds that Facebook has alluded to earlier this quarter into the stock ahead of earnings. Or the other could be that this whistleblower scandal 
and the outage today, among other things, is just continuing to weigh heavily on the stock. And I want to see how low it can go. Then the other thing I'm going to be watching for is where is Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg? Today, we have not seen them come out and talk about this at all. It's all been Nick Clegg, their VP of policy, and Antigone Davis, their head of safety. They haven't had the two top dogs come out and address this whatsoever. I want to know at what point are they forced to come out and talk about it. Sarah Fisher is the author of the weekly Axios Media Trends newsletter and Axios's media reporter. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Nyla. Back in a moment with a massive oil spill off Huntington Beach, California. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Cleanup efforts are underway in Orange County, California, after one of the biggest oil spills in the state's history. An estimated 126,000 gallons of crude oil leaked into the water off the coast of Huntington Beach this weekend. Axios Climate and Energy reporter Andrew Friedman has the latest. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Noah. Hey, Andrew, can you put this in context for us? How does this compare to previous spills? So it's a lot of oil. Once you go beyond 100,000 gallons, you know, you're into some of the biggest in the past 20 years, at least. It's much smaller than the Exxon Valdez. It's much smaller than the Deepwater Horizon spill in the Gulf of Mexico. But it's a sizable spill that happened only about five miles offshore in a very highly populated area. There's also this sense among Californians, I think, at least Californians that I've been talking to, that are like, Okay, we've been smoked out of our homes. We've been, you know, watching our state burn. And now we can't even go to the beach. The AP yesterday was reporting that it took almost a full day for the company responsible to respond to the spill. How crucial is timing when responding to an event like this? So it's quite crucial. You need to quickly figure out what the source of the spill is. You need to quickly be able to start to contain that spill. The company, which is a pretty small oil services firm based in Houston called Amplify Energy, they say that there is no more oil that appears to be leaking at this point. So it's really dealing with the after effects of whatever discharge there was during whatever time period it it was leaking. What do we know about the after effects? How long will it take to clean up? Some of these beaches might be closed for months. There's just going to be too much oil residues moving onto the beach that's hazardous both to people and to wildlife. We don't yet know the true toll on wildlife, but we've seen photo evidence of dolphins swimming in the oil slick. We've seen evidence of seals in the area. This is very much an area of of great biodiversity. We should know a little bit more about the true toll of this within the next 24 to 36 hours. Andrew Friedman is an Axios climate and energy reporter. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me.
This past weekend, hundreds of marches took place around the country in support of abortion rights and protesting a restrictive abortion law passed last month in Texas. Companies behind dating apps are also speaking out in support of reproductive rights. Big Texas-based apps like OkCupid and Bumble are responding to the law with new features and fundraising efforts. Dallas is one of the newest local newsletters from Axios, and reporter Michael Mooney has this story. Hey, Michael. Hello. So how are these companies reacting to Texas's latest abortion law? Well, in a variety of ways. OkCupid has a, uh, a pro-choice badge that users can use, and they also allow users to filter potential matches by political uh, views. For every user that uses one of these pro-choice badges, they're going to donate a dollar to Planned Parenthood. Is there any data from profiles on these sites that tell us how people are feeling about this law? How many of people are using these badges? They do have some statistics on people who have uh, labeled themselves pro-choice. And the numbers nationwide are up like almost 20 percent over the last year. And in Texas uh, in particular, around 90 percent of both men and women identify as pro-choice. Why do you think this story matters? Well, one, you know, everything is political, including and especially romance. But also, uh, I I think it shows that this law just has fallout and ramifications that stretch across all aspects of society. Michael Mooney is a co-author of the Axios Dallas newsletter. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Before we go, the next round of Nobel Prizes are being announced this week. Yesterday, David Julius and Artem Padaputian were awarded the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine for discoveries related to receptors for temperature and touch. This research is helping us better understand how our nervous system senses heat, cold, and mechanical stimuli, even how we feel when hugging loved ones, which feels especially relevant after a year and a half of isolation. Plus, experts say findings could lead to new ways to combat pain. The Nobel Committee will continue to announce winners this week, including for physics, chemistry, and literature. That's it for us today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. From time to time at Axios Today, we like to recommend other podcasts we think you'd be interested in, like NPR Podcasts. So what's happening on NPR Podcasts? They're focusing on more neighborhoods, more identities, and more perspectives. NPR podcasts are more voices, all ears. Find NPR wherever you get your podcasts.